Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Man of the Post, I'm your host, Chris, uh, and with me I have got Man of the Post, Uber Ross. Hello, sir. How are we? Yeah, good. How are you? Very good, thank you very much. Good. You had your Football Manager podcast out the other day. I did, yeah. It's the, the geekiest podcast on iTunes, but it's pretty good. It's good fun. Millwall. <laughs> you must feel a little bit dirty being Millwall as a Leeds fan. A little bit, but yeah, like I said to Alex, James got to me um, on those early podcasts, I kind of like Millwall now. I've got to say that quietly, just in case anyone's listening. But I kind of like them, and they've got a very good young squad on the game as well, which is nice. Mm, still, I know it's still Millwall. Isn't it? it is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine there's many Millwall fans in a massive rush to do um, to uh, sort of be Leeds. <laughs> do Leeds games? No, probably not. It's the first no. time I've ever managed them on there actually, and uh, they're not so much of a problem now that they're in League One. So if they get promoted, yeah, then that, that kind of rivalry, rivalry appears again. But, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's good fun. I hope uh, people listening are enjoying it as well. Well, in my 2000-2001 championship manager, Leeds were always a good team to raid because you could always get these young people on loan, like Harpool Singh and people like that. <laughs> Harpool Singh, Jamie McMaster. <laughs> the That's the one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Robinson you could get on loan as well. He was uh, a young spring league book. Yeah. Don't remind me of that team. <laughs> Goldfish bowl. <laughs> uh, right, this week we are going to be talking about the FA Cup Festival and some of the bits and bobs of leagues around Europe, some of the news, and then we're going to do an FA Cup, uh, sorry, Premier League preview uh, and a bit of gossip. So first of all, um, last night was the FA Cup. Now I missed this because I was performing heroics in goal uh, for my own five-a-side team. We played a, yellow, a load of kids. It was as it was old people versus young people, and we right. beat them by ten goals because they did that thing that kids do, which is just be really, really enthusiastic yeah. uh, and not leave any defence. Any defence. So as soon as I got uh, the ball in goal, I just threw it on the top of everyone's head to our strikers, who's too <laughs> fat to run but can still smash it really hard. <laughs> and it worked for an hour, and they couldn't figure it out how they were losing. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah, exactly. So I missed this. I've seen some of the goals on. I've seen all the goals on. Um, uh, on the BBC website, the highlights show. Uh, so it was uh, Andy King uh, and Dee Dee and Damari Gray scored. Those last two goals, have you seen them? I've seen Gray's goal, yeah, it's quite good, wasn't it? That was the. Oh, that was the. Was that the one where he smashed it? Or was that the one where he diddled it around all the defenders? Uh, the, 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 I don't want to say diddling, but yeah, the, the diddling goal. <laughs> That's right. They're brilliant, weren't they? Yeah, he's some player. I was, I was, when they signed him, I thought that was a good move, and he's, he's kind of working his way into that team slowly because. Well, they need someone to score goals for them. Yeah, uh, I mean, they, they made 10 changes from the Manchester United game. Only Ahmed Musa survived. But mm. he's been there a little while, hasn't he, Damari Great? And you, you kind of William on and everything because he's got legs probably as thin as a pencil. Yeah. But there's an awful lot of speed and the skill in there. Yeah, he's a really good young player. And 
well, they need someone. I mean, what they've not scored a league goal in 2017. Mm. Just give them a go. Just give them a go in the league. It's obviously not working with Vardy at the minute, so switch it up. Yeah, you do kind of wonder um, whether there's any kind of player politics involved in these having and Ranieri is having to play Vardy or not. But I mean, you're not losing mm. anything, are you? By by dropping him well no not at all especially if you've got the vote of confidence this week I'd be throwing everything I could onto the pitch to try and save my job they can't sack him can they <laughs> this is this is football Chris this is Premier League if, is. if they lose this weekend he's gone really oh there's a bold prediction <laughs> you think I'm a fan of a bold prediction you know me <laughs> well, who are they playing this weekend they are playing Swansea at, if, at, if yes, they Swansea. lose he's gone definitely well that's a relegation. Are we are we at the stage where we talk about relegation six pointers oh, yet? Where are we? Big February? time, yeah. So, well, this is six, six, Leicester in sixteenth versus Swansea in seventeenth, both on twenty-one points. If things break the right way this weekend, Leicester could be bottom of the table. Uh, Nineteen twenty twenty-one. Yes, they could be, couldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> and there's not a lot of green in their f- uh, past ten games. We're looking at on the BBC website at the minute. Lots of red. No. No, well, Swansea have lost their last four to Leicester. That's the only kind of mm. thing Leicester can take from this at the moment. But Gilfie Sigerson has scored in his last four Premier League games and seven of his last 11 goals are set pieces. Oof. So you don't want to be giving those away too much. He's Particularly, a... I, thought, you know what? Go on. I was going to say, Sigerson's a fantastic uh, fancy football player, isn't he? Oh, he's brilliant, yeah. I, not as many people have him as I thought they would. I've got him. He's super consistent. Yes, Yes, my sneaky fantasy footballer this year that I don't see many others have got is Michel Antonio. He's got me countless points. Oh, yeah. I love the back post head of that man. Mm. <laughs> Though I did drop um, uh, I did drop Romelu Lukaku last week for Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> yes, you did. And Jesus didn't have a bad... <laughs> oh, Jesus, sorry. Didn't have a bad game, but not quite Lukaku's game, was it? No, sadly not. I was <laughs> absolutely furious. <laughs> Um, go on then so we've got a relegation six pointer for this um, Paul Clement started alright hasn't he with uh, Swansea yes he. I feel he was kind of harshly treated by Derby I do as well they got rid of him a long well I mean Derby have been a shit show for a long time and if you're going to give a manager with that sort of pedigree six months it's not going to work you need to give time to build and build and you, you might finally get out of that division he's I mean what four three wins the last five games, yeah, not bad. That Le- the Liverpool game was the epitome of how to counter attack football. Yeah, beat Saints fairly comfortably, and then weren't outplayed by C. I don't think last weekend. Uh, no, I don't think it was, it was a last minute goal, wasn't it? Yeah. The winning goal, proper so, scrambles. No. Yes, and there was some debate as whether it was even a free kick to be yeah smashed over the top, wasn't it? Or the ball was still moving or something, wasn't it? Yes, I mean I think. Looking at them and Leicester at the minute, I think one's heading in the right direction and one's kind of faltering downwards. Yeah, I, you think at the end of the season Swansea will be higher than Leicester, do you? Ooh, well, I said at the start of the season that Leicester are going to finish in the bottom bottom half, definitely, and I thought mm. probably bottom six or seven. And yeah, I think Swansea. I, I don't know, Swansea just seem to be more confident at the minute, which seems odd because they're playing the Premier League champions, but <laughs> Leicester have won five league games this year. Do you know what I can't figure out with Leicester? It's not so much the fact that Mares and Vardy aren't scoring. It's the fact that Hooth and Morgan have gone so awful within the yeah. space of three months of an off-season. It can't be down to that change in rule about you can't touch a player in the box or you can't tug and pull anymore. Because, I mean, you shouldn't supposed to be doing that anyway before, but that's not... They've just gone 
complete, not reverted to type because they're all, they're always fairly good defenders. But this is their worst season in a long time. Yes, definitely, I think so. Um, so yeah, that's the that was the only replay I think because now we've got a complete draw for um, the fifth round. So you've got Burnley versus Lincoln. Yes. Uh, I'm sure when Lincoln got their Premier League tie, they were a little bit. Oh, it's Burnley, <laughs> which you can kind of understand. Yeah. Uh, Huddersfield versus Manchester City, um, Middlesbrough versus Oxford, Millwall versus Leicester, the Steve Claridge derby, nice. um, Wolves versus Chelsea. Uh, that's the Michael Mancian derby, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Fulham Spurs. Who's that? That's Danny Murphy, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Blackburn, Manchester United. Andrew Cole. Andrew, Andrew Dwight York. Dwight York, yeah. Um... And Henningberg, oh, David yeah. May, Henningberg, <laughs> David May as well. Oh, yeah. uh, Michael Appleton. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few there. And then finally, Sutton versus Arsenal. I'll be miracle if there's a derby there. Oh God, um, no! I want Arsenal to battle them as well. I don't like Sutton now after the last round. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not for the fairy tale of the cup. I want Arsenal to fucking smash them. I want Ozil it to was your rip own. them apart. It was your own stupid fault. It was a penalty. Well, yeah, and we did play literally the kids. There was players in that team I'd never heard of before. There was players in that team, I don't know who his name is, but whose brother had been murdered about two days earlier and he still played. Yeah, Malik uh, Wilkes. Yes. Who's, he's been on the fringes of the squad all season, but yeah, I think he was just kind of, you, you just come with the boys just to be part of the team and take your mind off it. But he looked all right. He was the, the least uh, culpable of all of the players that played. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it, they cut a forlorn, forlorn lot, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Derby next. Uh, they are in eighth place on forty-six points. They're three points behind Sheffield Wednesday. Um, they're at home to Bristol City. So you've got Newcastle top on sixty-two, Brighton sixty-one, um, and then it goes in the playoff places. You've got Reading fifty-six, Huddersfield fifty-five, Leeds fifty-four, Sheffield Wednesday forty-nine. Um, I haven't seen the YouTube footage yet of. David Wagner and Gary Monk have seen it <laughs> well if you, if you speak to Colin mm. Gary Monk did absolutely nothing wrong and is as white, whiter than white but if you watch the game <laughs> David Wagner obviously runs onto the pitch runs down to celebrate with his players as you would 89th minute big Yorkshire derby big promotion derby as it were mm. Uh, comes running back towards his bench and Gary Monk definitely walks out of his technical area and walks into Wagner. You can see what he's doing. It's He it, said... He- it's so clear to everyone that he obviously knew what he was doing and then looks at Wagner like, what, I'm, what, what was you doing? What, why did you run into me? I was just minding my own business, which is complete bullshit. He said that Dave, he holds particular values, which if other people don't hold, then they're wrong. Uh, and he didn't like David Wagner over-celebrating. I mean, God forbid, someone might get excited at a football match or something, but, you know. <laughs> well, there was a conversation me, Colin, and Adam had in our chat that if you can't celebrate that, then unless you're winning the Champions League, what can you celebrate, basically? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm all for it. Well, fair play to them. They were the better team. They deserved to win, and they absolutely um, deserved it. And... Nothing wrong with it, I don't think. We're both going to get fined and uh, probably both going to get banned for touchlines for a few games. But mm. Oh, well. If you if you do want to see some boiled piss on Twitter, um, wait till a team in the Premier League is playing like Arsenal or Liverpool right. and then wait, wait till it's a televised match um, and then they score. And about five minutes later, you put that team's name in and the words celebrating like afterwards. Oh, yeah. And then press search. It's brilliant fun. I don't get these people. You can't celebrate. 
It's something I know. <laughs> Doesn't matter who you are and who you're playing. If you scored a goal, you can celebrate it. Yeah. I don't remember people signing up to these rules of how you can and can't celebrate against a particular team. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, any upsets you can see in this next round, then? Uh, I'm looking at Sutton Arsenal. Re- that can't happen, can it? No. Arsenal are far too strong for them. Even if they're better reserve team, they're far too strong for them. Um, Huddersfield City, depending on how well City... Kind of how seriously they take this. Huddersfield are playing well and they're playing nice football. That could be an upset. And also Wolves, Chelsea. Really? Yeah, I mean Chelsea. Not they, they don't play a full strength cup team. They play like Batshuayi and a few other reserves. But Wolves have got something about them since they've had the change of manager. And the last couple of games they've been on a nice bit of form. And well, it was be Liverpool in the last round as well. Mm. That's more down to Liverpool's. Lineup, I think, than anything, but they've got the home tie. It's an yeah, even kickoff. It's yeah. one of those Saturday evening, anything can happen in the FA Cup kind of ties, I think. Yeah, I think Wolves are, it's, it's always a noisy place to go to as well. Yeah. The rest of Millwall them, Leicester, I'm looking at. I don't think that's even an upset at the minute if Millwall beat Leicester. Millwall are well up for the cup, <laughs> it seems. Yeah, uh, well, it was 2004, wasn't it, they got to the final? Yeah. Leicester are desperate yeah. to just get out of the as many cups as possible at the minute they need to get out of this and the Champions League to try and stay in the Premier League yeah I think so <laughs> who did you cheer for that day then as a Leeds fan Millwall versus Manchester United I did not watch it <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and in the Championship so you've got Newcastle 62 Brighton 61 they are 5 and 6 points clear of Reading in 3rd um, are they both going up definitely hmm, neither of them have taken the league by storm I don't think they've they have faltered on occasions both of them but the, it, it's, it seems a much stronger division this year than it does in previous years there's well I mean we're in the top six which is odd but we've had our best season in a long time but teams like Sheffield Wednesday Huddersfield I didn't think they'd still be there but they're still there and yeah it's it's, it's a stronger top half of the division definitely this year but it's going to take a monumental effort from anyone to catch them now I think yeah, I mean, Huddersfield, you're right. I kind of expected them to fade away after sort of November time. Yeah. Reading, not... Reading are doing okay. The team to... They bought well in the transfer window as well. Yes, they have. I think the team, there's always one, is Fulham at the minute. Not only catch the top two, but I can see them getting into a playoff place and maybe doing a bit of uh, disruption to the rest of the teams there. Yeah, many a promoted playoff team was sneaked in on the last week or two of the season, mm. haven't they? It's nice to see Villa down in 14th as well. <laughs> <laughs> and your old man, Ross McCormack, <laughs> calls them a bit grief. I was so I was on my way to work when they conceded their equaliser in the 92nd minute last weekend, and I was so hoping it was McCormack with his first touch <laughs> for Forrest scoring an equaliser. But yeah, I'm amazed we're in fifth, and I think we'll finish in the playoff places. I'm, I'll be happy with that this season. After four years of finishing in 14th and 15th. Yeah? Yeah, it's been a good year. Do you kind of think if you look, look at Gary Monk? Do you think he looks like a distant relation to Ricky Wilson? <laughs> he does the, the slightly simpler farm version of Gary um, of uh, Ricky Wilson. <laughs> Do you know what? I can picture Gary Monk if he wasn't a footballer or a football manager. I could picture him in a uh, corporate fleece selling cars <laughs> in, uh, in a car showroom. Definitely, he's one of those footballers that sort of look like that. Definitely, we've got Carly for the weekend, and yes, the most amazing thing is we're playing at three o'clock on a Saturday. That hasn't happened this year. Hasn't it? No. 
we've had 16 televised games this season, season so far. I suppose you're, well, Forest fans might disagree, but you're the biggest team in the championship. <laughs> yeah, how about Laura? Don't be listening. <laughs> <laughs> she tweeted uh, Sheffield Wednesday's home record this season, and there was lots of W's in there. Yeah, they can have their Jordan Rhodes. Where are they? Below us. That's where <laughs> they are. <laughs> did he definitely go did he was he allowed in in the end eventually yeah they let yeah. him sign the next day which seems unfair but <laughs> fine what can you do exactly uh, yeah it's the, the Neil Warnock derby this weekend <laughs> oh Christ yeah oh, where is it it's at Leeds he'll get a happy welcome won't he well he might not even make the trip he didn't always make the trip for Leeds games in Leeds so he might not make it <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, Sol Bamba's playing as well our former centre back and captain who lost his head, lost his place, and lost his captaincy for us at the start of the season? Almost had a fight with Neil Warnock on the pitch as well, didn't he? At Cardiff, yes, he did the other week. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Happy place, Cardiff is. Uh, yeah, I remember someone once saying that um, this is when they were old ground. Someone said that they didn't actually need a, a prison in Cardiff because all those psychopaths live at Ninian Park, <laughs> which I don't think was far wrong. No, I'm confident this time. We beat them three-one earlier in the season. In Cardiff, I'd expect us to win the home tie as well. We've been pretty strong at home this season. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Europeland. There's Oof. been some games going on in the middle of uh, this week. Yeah, oof indeed. Um, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to Spain, Italy or France first? Let's start with Italy. I prefer Italy, the Italian league out of all of those. Uh, can we build up to Italy? <laughs> okay. That's my favourite as well. <laughs> Let's go to France first then. Let's go to France. Right, so uh, League on this week. On Tuesday was uh, Montpellier um, lost at home 2-1 to Monaco and PSG beat Lille at home 2-1. Did you see this at all? This was really controversial circumstances. No, I followed the scores through betting means, but I didn't actually see the games. Okay, well Edison Cavani uh, opened the, um, the scoring, so that's one for Jesse. Yep. Um... And then the really bizarre equaliser. Um, the goalkeeper for PSG, um, Ariola. He's a young lad, standing keeper. Very good. Because uh, yes, he is until about the 86th minute. Oh. Um, ball comes back to him from pass back. It takes quite a heavy touch, uh, and so um, little striker kind of sees his opportunity to close down the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper gets back, takes it past him. Yeah. Um, and you think brilliant he's he's done the hard bit he's taken the ball away from the danger goes to clear it and he sort of it, it, he slices his clearance straight to uh, Dupraville who's I uh, can't believe his luck and <laughs> nutmegs the keeper and uh, the ball straight in the back of the net <sighs> so that's 1-1 one, one. Uh, and then we're in the 92nd minute yeah. um, and there's a free kick or cross that comes in uh, and the ball comes in and it's headed back across the goal to Lucas Moore, who's standing about three or four yards offside to <laughs> kick the ball into an empty net. Oh, wow. uh, to say Lille were unhappy is an understatement <laughs> because <laughs> their players went straight to the linesman um, and then pretty much it was kick-off and that was it. There wasn't really much time to do anything else. Yeah. The goalkeeper um, had to be held back from the referee and <laughs> one or two more of their players and coaching staff did as well. It was blatantly offside it wasn't even a little bit offside it was massively offside fully favouring the bigger team fully favouring the bigger team playing at home yeah who would have thought that mm. <laughs> so Monaco are top on 55 points uh, PSG 
are second on 52. Nice are third on 49, but they've got a game in hand. This weekend, PSG are away at Guignomp, um, Monaco are home to Metz, and Nice are away to, uh, to Rennes. I find it hard saying that without sounding like Rennes. <laughs> well, you know the French police one? I feel a bit yeah. like that. <laughs> um, so that's uh, France, Spain. It was the Copa del Rey this week. Um, Alaves have reached the, their first Copa del Rey final for the first time in their 96-year history. Wow. Um, Edgar Mendes scored the only goal as they beat somebody and I can't remember who it was because I didn't write it down <laughs> well Barcelona <laughs> and Atletico had a, a feisty old game didn't they yeah they did didn't they that um, that was 3-2 in aggregate 1-1 on the night wasn't it yeah uh, three red cards in the game as well yeah uh, Suarez and Gamerio scored uh, but then Luis Suarez got two yellow cards in three minutes yes as he will occasionally and <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, yeah, hello again, Jesse. And then Sergi <laughs> and Grasco got a red card for yeah. um, Atletico Madrid. Feisty old game. Yeah, feisty old game. And uh, Abumiang has said that he'd quite like to go to Atletico Madrid in the summer. Big good, wouldn't it? Well, the amount of interest in the Premier League that would be a would that be a shock? I mean, they've been in the last couple of Champions League finals, probably not. I still think it is because if you think of a big player going to Spain, it's usually the big two. Well, Barcelona, yeah. Madrid, isn't it? Especially if Simeone's not there as well. Seems an odd move. Uh, where would he go? He's going to be in the Premier League isn't he, next year. No, he's going to go to Inter. Inter. Oh, that's not. Uh, yeah, that's set up perfectly. That is. Yeah. Yeah, he's got eighteen months left on his contract. Um, Pioli's doing okay at Inter. Yeah. Um, Recovered from a poor start, haven't they? So. Yeah, they did. And the sort of perceived wisdom is he can keep them tidied over until next season when they get their man. Because he's got quite an emotional connection. And his son lives in Italy as well, doesn't he? Plays in Serie A. Yeah, I like that. That's a nice... I like when things like that happen. Yeah? Yeah. Um, and maybe it's a way of keeping Mario Cardi into. Yeah. Because they're both Argentinians. That's just a massive stab in the dark because they're both Argentinians. <laughs> might hate each other. But <laughs> you never know. Um, the week This weekend in La Liga, Osasuna are home to Real Madrid. Uh, Alaves are at home to Barca. So the two that are going to meet in the Copa del Rey final will uh, meet in the league this weekend. And Seville, who are in third, are away at Las Palmas. Madrid are top with two games in hand. <laughs> yeah, well, they, would. they had that 40-game unbeaten streak, didn't they? Yeah. It's going to take a hell of an effort for them to lose this league this season. How many points are they ahead of? Just the one, but that could quite, very quickly become seven because they're playing two of the teams in the bottom two, I think, and they both got their games in hand. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to win that then? I'd imagine so. Can we mention before we go to Italy, Philip Lahm's retired? Yes. I'm yes, devastated. That are you? 33 years old. He could play for another bloody five years. Uh, well, apparently you, you're not the only one that's shocked. The Bayern Munich board were quite shocked, yeah. weren't they? He's got a contract for another two years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think, are they offering something on the board or something like that? Uh, he's, he's already turned down the role of uh, sporting director, I think. Yes. So, I mean, that's quite surprising. I wonder what he's doing. Maybe he's just had enough and he's done with football. Which I I, would so. surprise me. But, I don't know, 501 games for Bayern, 114 caps for Germany. Yeah, I mean, I, you kind of wonder when they reach that age where they get married and have kids. It's an all, it, you know, as much as you get the trappings of wealth as a footballer, it's an awful lot of travelling and being away from your family, isn't it? If you can retire that comfortably at 33. Yeah, why, why be asked not? to carry on? Yeah. Exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. I mean, the other thing about him being involved as the role of the sporting director, um, I know he's played for Bayern for a long time, but he's been a footballer. What does he know about being a sporting director? Well, yeah, it's a different world, isn't it? Completely different world. Yeah. You can understand him being a coach or something, because mm. there's a lot a young footballer can learn off Philip Lahm, but something big in the boardroom or something, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 he's always one that I wanted to see in the Premier League, along with many other German footballers, but never going to happen now. No, Thomas Muller's never going to come. Uh, maybe if we get promoted, we'll spend lots of money. <laughs> yeah, well, David Hendrick, who I follow on Twitter, who's a Liverpool fan, said he'd quite happily murder all 7,000 of his Twitter followers just to see Thomas Muller play for Liverpool. <laughs> I always think he'd sign for Man United, and I would have to unfollow lots of Leeds people. Just, just <laughs> I'd be banned oh, very quickly. Wouldn't it be the worst thing ever? It would. It'd be heartbroken. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, look, let's go to Italy, where it's at. Um... Crotone lost 2-0 to Juventus this week. This was Juventus' game in hand. Yes. Um, so now Juventus are on 57 points, seven ahead of Roma, uh, and Napoli are another two points further behind. Roma are doing a Roma, aren't they? Losing games that uh, they shouldn't really lose. They are, but did you see them on Tuesday? Against uh, Fiorentina? Yeah. Yes. Ed and Jacko's having um, a lovely time in Italy, isn't he? <laughs> do you know what? Did you watch this game? I've seen the goals, yeah. I couldn't figure this game out <laughs> because um, Fiorentina were just absolutely atrocious. Yeah. I mean, you've seen the goals, haven't you? Yeah. They are pretty much architects of their own downfall. Yeah, every time. <laughs> um, there was the weird back pass, and there was uh, uh, somebody. Dan- uh, it was the ball from De Rossi into Jacko for the first goal. Yes. They just sort of let him twist and turn and shoot and. I thought, what earth is wrong? This is the team that beat Juventus 2-1 a couple of weeks ago. How can they go from yeah. so good to so bad? Roma had 28 shots on... No, 31 shots on goal. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem like too many. You know, they, 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 they played really, really well, as bad as Fiorentina were. De Rossi in this game was unbelievable. Two assists, and he played the ball out to oh, Strootman, who then laid it off for Nangle. Nangle, yeah. I... I you're well aware I love De Rossi he's I mean he competes with Thomas Muller as the yes. the, the top player for me but yes. oh, he's just such a warrior do you know what he's one of those players he, I love him to bits mm. and he looks cool as anything with that big long beard and yeah. long sleeve and captain's armband on yeah but he's one of those players a bit like Marquisio that you kind of think well He's always there, but I don't remember him doing anything. But it's no. only when you sort of look back at the game. I mean, that the goal we just talked about, where he's the one that passes it to Strootman who mm. gets the assist. You know, someone once said that about Luka Modric when he was at Spurs. Yes. They said, I don't know what he does, and they said, "Well, look at the person. Look at the ball he plays to the person that gets the assist." Mm. Yeah, this got, the moves have got to start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. He's just relentless for them. He's just relentlessly consistent for them as well. Yeah, he's yeah he's. In- an awesome player, and he's been hol- he's got he's got a bit of a mad streak as well. Remember that red card in the World Cup? Was it against yes. America? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim, when he needed to join City as well. Yeah, I, I always thought he would have been in the Premier League as well. It was one of those, another one, but incredibly loyal. It seems. Yeah, and we talked the other week about Nangolan. He could be brilliant in the Premier League. He's going to sign for Chelsea eventually, isn't he? Yeah, he's one of these players that I don't think he would need much time to settle. If they have Nangland and Kante in front of the back three, are they ever going to see another goal? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> You've seen some of the goals that Nangland scored this season. Yeah, yeah he he's, he could be the new Raul Moraes. The, the mad hair, the crazy tattoos. 
Oh yes. <laughs> or is that well? If we do it the other way around, because we sold Real Morelis to Chelsea, so yes. I can't happily see him at Chelsea if it meant we got him eventually. <laughs> <laughs> He's got tattoos on the neck, though. That's that always looks a bit like somebody's been in prison. Yeah, you've either yeah you've been there or you're on your way there at some point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and Bologna lost one nil to Milan as well. Um, the two guys, the guys in the Serie A, sit down. Um, uh, I know Frank who presents it. He's a Milan fan, and he's been pulling his hair out of frustration the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Just check out Adam's Adam's tweet at, at Adam SA one hundred one. Uh, he uh, tweeted a, a a video clip of. Delafeo absolutely destroying two defenders before setting up the goal and just with a, with like a crying emoji I think basically they, <laughs> couldn't happen to a nice one <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, they're an interesting team Milan aren't they because they've got so many fantastically young players mm. that you re- you can't it's one of those teams that you're so, you're willing them to do well I think it's only a matter of time the before they, they become and not get back to where they belong I think I don't know about that because that depends on the strength of the other teams. I know they're going to get the fourth Champions League place in Italy. Italy looks like a strong league now. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, even teams like um, Sassuolo down in 13th and Udinese, they, they have the ability to upset the bigger teams as well. Yeah, I know I know Juve are running away with it um, and it will be their sixth title in yeah. a row. But, when you uh, can go and spend 80-odd um, million on the striker, it's kind of unfair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But some of the, I mean, it's quite close behind some of the other teams. The Inter are coming back pretty well, aren't they? After that poor start, like you said. Yeah, Napoli on the um, hills of Roma, two points behind. And Lazio are having a bit of a renaissance as well. Yeah, and it's Lazio Milan this weekend. Yes, nice, big game. Yeah, Atalanta right in the mix as well. Atalanta been doing well this season. Even Torino, um, yeah. they've got Belotti and they've got obviously got they've got Joe Hart, but they've got Belotti, which people thought might be going somewhere in the. Um, transfer window. Yeah, I saw Did you Chelsea see their link. game at the weekend? Uh, no. They drew 1 1, um, and it was it, it, the phrase waterlogged pitch was invented for this game. I can't remember who it was they were playing. Um, but the Torino defender had the ball, laid it back to Joe Hart, and the ball stopped dead <laughs> in a puddle, uh, <laughs> leaving Joe Hart a little bit stranded. So he tried nice. running out. The striker got there first, knocked it past him, and kicked it straight into the goal. Oh, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> he's been doing right over there, though, hasn't he? Yes, yeah. I think he. Um, I mean, if I was Jurgen Klopp, I'd be getting on the phone straight away and trying to yeah. sort out a deal for him. I'd love to play for Sinisa Mihailovic. I mean, that'd be pretty good fun. I don't know. He's a bit of a racist, isn't he? Uh, well, in context and all that stuff. I mean, there was well, people yeah. that were being racist to him in that same game, without excusing what he'd done. True. No, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a head case. He's. I like a head case footballer, but he's slightly too far into the head case scale for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, he's seen things there <laughs> yes I do remember do you remember when um, Euro 2000 it was Yugoslavia versus Slovenia yes. and Slovenia were 3-0 up and he got sent off for pushing somebody over yeah. and then Yugoslavia scored three goals in about ten minutes <laughs> and drew the game that was a mental game <laughs> just needed to get him off the pitch so they could focus yeah I remember him getting sent off at um, Anfield as well when yes. they played uh, Inter in the Champions League and ahead of a left foot though his free kick Lots of free kicks for him. Very good. He's still the record free kick scorer in Serie A. Is he? Yes. Pretty cool. Um, The bigger teams this week, apart from the Lazio Milan game, they've got it kind of sort of easy. Um, Juventus away at Calgary, uh, Roma away at Crotone, and Napoli at home to Genoa. Which one's going to mess up? Uh, it's good. Honestly, Roma have got this massive <laughs> ability to shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, they? they have. 
um, which is kind of appealing. It's one of the sort of appealing things about them. Yeah. I can't see Napoli giving up at home against Genoa. No, they shouldn't do anyway. No. Well, Juventus is seven points clear, but they're still going to play Napoli at in Naples. Mm. So it's not over uh, quite yet. It's getting there. It's almost isn't it? there. But <laughs> she's warming up. As she's warming up, she's getting clearing her throat. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Um, other bits of news uh, I did write Philip Lahm down for this bit but we've done him oh, um, Ricardo Charisma has only just gone and signed a new contract with Besiktas oh, devastated <laughs> devastated but you want him back in the Premier League oh, well, did you, I kind of do and I kind of don't because if he came to the Premier League and wasn't very good again what if someone like Swansea or something like that Actually, do you know what there'd be the distinct possibility of him scoring against Liverpool I don't think I could take that <laughs> If he signed for Liverpool, I could cope with that. Well, yeah, I'd be good. <laughs> Even if he was completely awful. It'd be the greatest day. Yeah, oh, it'd be great. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> and did you see um, the game in the Honduras Premier League between Olympia and Motagua? <laughs> um, did I see that one? Did you see it? I don't watch Premier League football, so what do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, well, look, I can't remember which team this was for because the commentary was in Spanish. And my <laughs> Spanish is particularly awful. Um, but there was uh, one of these teams were on the attack. Um, a, a very persistent player down the left hand side of the penalty area kept getting knocked over. He kept getting back up again, right. as Chumbawamba said. <laughs> um, and then he crossed the ball into the penalty area. And just as your man was about to shoot, a pitch invader appears on the pitch with a football. <laughs> So the goalkeeper doesn't know which way to go or what to do. Beautiful. Turns out that the striker turns and scores and the um, pitch invader scores and the referee allows the goal to stand. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Mad. that's the Honduran Premier League, which if you've just watched Walk in the Americas on Channel 4, you would know is not the place you want to mess things up. <laughs> no. Did, did you see this? No, I haven't, but I've heard lots of good things about it. It's well worth watching. Yeah. Basically, this guy walks from Mexico to the Colombian border. Right. Um, and the bit where he gets to Honduras, he walks through this city in Honduras, which is the most violent city in Central America. Um, and he has to walk through these two warring gangs. One's on one side of the road, one's on the other. And the only way they can get through both is with the local priest. <laughs> he walks through with them. And the local priest takes them to this building. And they said, if you'd walked through without me, they would have taught you in here, tortured you and killed you. Jesus Christ. As an example, they showed him a dog that they'd hung. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, you're a brave referee to let that goal stand. Yeah, up. bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Speaking of which, should we talk about Stoke? <laughs> <laughs> it's the closest thing I can think of to Honduras in here. I mean, look at, yeah, the Premier League teams, you're probably the less, it probably is the closest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so this weekend we will talk about some of the Premier League games now. So Stoke are in 11th and they are at home to Crystal Palace. Now, Pat, Stoke have lost one at their last 10. Uh, and Palace have won five at their last six versus Stoke, though. Well, all the stats say it's an easy Stoke win. And if you saw last weekend's Palace performance, that would tell you it's an easy Stoke win as well. Stoke upset me a little bit when they sold Bojan. Yes, but who did they sign to replace him? Bear, you know. Mm, I'd rather see Bojan. Well, yeah. I mean, but that's a good sign, I think. Do you think? Yeah, he's going to get... Well, he's actually going to get played and play football, which would be a nice change for yeah. him. Um, but yeah, I think it's a it's a good move for him. Yeah? Yeah, and it's still what Crouch doing the business as well. Big, the ultimate big man, little man. Yes. Everyone's a fan of it. I bet Mark Hughes loves that as well. 
Um, Christian Benteke scored nine Premier League goals for Palace. Um, only two players for Crystal Palace in the Premier League era have reached double figures. Wow. Who are they? Um, Attilio Lombardo. No. <laughs> right era for one of them. Oh, okay. Um, I can't think of any other players that play from that era, <laughs> apart from Thomas Brolin. That was hilarious. <laughs> uh, no, I'm never going to get this. Chris Armstrong scored 15 Chris goals. Chris Armstrong. Yeah. He's probably in Tesco's now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and AJ, Andy Johnson scored 21 in 2004. Oh, of course. And 20 of them were penalties. Yeah, they were. That was when Ian Dow was in charge and he nearly stayed up, wasn't it? Yes. That was a in My good fate. season. How have Palace got Mamadou Sacco, by the way, Chris, as a Liverpool oh. fan? How is he playing for Crystal Palace now? And Sam Allardyce? We'll, That's not going to improve him, is it? We live in a world where Mamadou Sacco plays for Crystal Palace and Dejan Lovren <laughs> is still in the centre of our defence with Ragnar Kraven. <laughs> Oh. Honestly, he must have said something really bad to Jurgen Klopp in the summer. Yeah, I mean, no one Maybe deserves that. Maybe war or something. I don't know, but I mean, if he did something that bad, you don't want a bad apple hanging around. But at the same time, he's a monstrous player. Yeah, he is. And now he plays for um, Sam Allardyce. <laughs> now he plays for Big Sam. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, Dejan Lovren, he's got a documentary out this week about how his family escaped um, the war in Yugoslavia. That's quite interesting. That's on the Liverpool website. Oh, OK. So that's worth checking out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Andy Johnson, going back to him, I remember my favourite goal of his that season was former Birmingham player Andy Johnson scoring at the whole tent. <laughs> and he didn't, all he did to celebrate was walk towards the whole end and stick his hands out in front of him. You know, that sort of yes. way that, you know, are you not entertained kind of way. <laughs> And all these Villa fans behind the goals standing up throwing things at him. Love it. <laughs> um, so who are you going to go for in this? Stoke. Stoke uh, you're going to go for Stoke. Yeah, I think I am as well. Palace lost four at the last five. The big Sam effect hasn't taken place, has it? They're a fucking shambles. They look they so unfit, as we've said on other podcasts. And to give up four goals in the first half to Sunderland, that's not on. <laughs> that's not on. At, were they at home? Yeah, they were, weren't they? They were, weren't they? Yes. That's not on. That's appalling. Um, the, yeah, they were funny. I mean, even in the second half, they sort of they got a bit better. Not that they could get any worse. But <laughs> they were still just an absolute mess. Yeah. I mean, it's great to see. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, well, speaking of Sunderland, they are at home to Southampton. Imagine if they both played in their stripy shirts. <laughs> I wonder that about QPR and Reading sometimes. <laughs> That'd be quite interesting. It would be it's fun to watch. Um, yeah, David Moyes has got a good record against Southampton. He's lost um, one out of 11 games against Southampton. And Jermaine Defoe has scored in his last two games against them. Well, I came on this podcast last season and said Defoe should be in the England squad. And he scored more goals this season than he did last season already. And yeah. he's, he's lethal. Give him a chance in that box. He will score. Sunderland at home. Saints haven't been great recently. And Sunderland are kind of... They must feel a bit revitalised after that win last week. They are so revitalised they're bottom. Yeah, but you know, if you don't win a game for the first three months of the season, it's going to be tough. Yeah, but where do you think you're safe? I mean, Southampton twenty-seven points in the thirteenth. Are they safe? I still think Bournemouth are going to get sucked into this. Uh, yeah, I'd say probably Saints down. Saints are probably the, the safest of those teams there. Bournemouth, yeah, they need to pick up a few more wins to guarantee it I think anything above Saints are definitely safe Burnley aren't going down this year no no I don't think so at all so how do you think this one's going to go then 
Southampton Honourable have draw? signed Manolo Gabbiadini, who that's the best signing of the window for me. He's a superb yes. striker. Only two million less than Scott Hogan. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. I'm going to go for a Saints win because it's, it is still Sunderland and they can still be Sunderland. So. Yeah. Southampton lost four out of the last five and Sunderland got four points out of the last six. True. Actually, Saint, yeah, Saints have lost well, won one out of the last seven. And was that the League Cup game? Oh, uh, in the league, sorry. That was against Leicester. Oh, right. Everyone beats Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going for Saints just because the Gabbiadini factor. Yeah, okay. Um, Arsenal at home versus Hull. Oh, God. Mohamed El Nani is back for, from the AFCON. Um, where he scored? Did you see his goal he scored? Yeah, very nice goal. Yeah. Um, and then Hull are without Michael Dawson and Curtis Davis at the back. <sighs> Davis is another underrated player, isn't he? Yeah, he's a good, very good player. This I, I have literally no idea how this game is going to finish because <laughs> Hull have looked still... decent the last couple of weeks, and Arsenal are just—I've ne- I've no idea why Arsenal are going to turn up any time they play. This is the last game of Wenger's stadium, Ben. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> For his leave me, leave me alone, push. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and Abel Hernandez is still out the hall. Well, they were abject against Chelsea last week. They were awful, weren't they? They didn't even try. I mean, Cochrane when he got bounced off by Hazard. Yeah, I mean that shouldn't happen <laughs> to anyone. That's my goal of this. That's my goal of the season so far. Really? Yeah, I think so. Hazard was peak Hazard last week. His ability to counter attack on his own was incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Where's Where's this at Arsenal? This is at the library. I fancy a score draw. Do you? Hull have been, I mean, what, lost one of the last four. Drew of Man United, beat Liverpool, only lost to Chelsea 2 0. They got two clean sheets in February and got seven out of 12 points, Paul Merson and Phil Thompson. <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> Who is this guy coming over here? Yeah, <laughs> taking our jobs. Doing a better job than either of those two could do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, a score draw, I think. I think Hull will definitely get something because Arsenal are just weak. Yeah, in all in all sorts of aspects of the game. Well, Wenger said himself they were mentally weak last week. Yeah, it's, it's proved to be. Yeah, they are. And that's his fault for kind of he's been there long yes. enough to should have fixed this by now. Yeah, exactly. Um, Burnley versus Chelsea. The doubt. Burnley's all but one of Burnley's points. Um, Their record's phenomenal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's not the best in the league though. Uh, it's actually only the third best home record in the league behind Spurs and um, Wow Chelsea. But it's 29, 28 out of 29 points they've got at home. <laughs> uh, and they've won their last five at home. Oh, are Chelsea going to come and stop? <sighs> no. This has got Diego Costa getting angry at some one of their defenders all written all over it, hasn't it? <laughs> Lamping Michael Keane. Yeah. They must have a nasty play in defence. I mean, it's up north, God's sake. They must have some. <laughs> well, most of them. But um, <laughs> I can't see Chelsea coming and stuck against anyone at the minute. They just look like they're just going to ease their way to the title is this the battle between the two hardest managers in the league or scariest managers Conte is definitely <laughs> the scariest but uh, yeah Deich he's got a terrifying voice uh, I, don't, I don't think Can imagine reading his, imagine being his imagine being his son and having a bedtime story oh, God, terrifying <laughs> <laughs> they've got a very good 
very good record at home, but they don't score enough goals, and they're not. I don't think they're really going to trouble Chelsea. No, who's uh, David Hendrick was sent off them last week as well, wasn't he? Uh, Jeff Hendrick, yeah. Jeff Hendrick or David Hendrick? Definite red card. Yes, it was, wasn't it? It's was an awful challenge, and yeah, he's going to miss them because he's a very industrious midfielder. It should give Chelsea just—they've got too much in midfield. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Liverpool Spurs then. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool. Oh, God, I don't know exactly. Uh, Liverpool are eight matches unbeaten versus Spurs, um, who have lost 15 out of 24 Premier League visits to Anfield. <laughs> yeah, but they're in the top four, so you'll win. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> um, Liverpool have got two games in February. I've, I, Is that I, it? They, yeah, they had the horrific January, and I think a lot of that is because. Um, they had the I know they had the same Christmas schedule as other people mm. but I mean they had two games in less than 48 hours Klopp's still a little bit unsure over this winter window and of course then they lost Sane and Jean Matip for quite some time well, we should have a winter break of, I think I don't think we should because what happens in Germany is they all go and play exhibition matches somewhere they don't have a break do they yeah that's fine I'd still put them on telly <laughs> <laughs> it's not a winter break though if you go abroad and play football matches well do they take it as seriously as a really game you kind of have a no. bit of fun, can't you? Oh yeah, I mean, it depends how far you take that. I mean, <laughs> you're only here, you're only here once. Why not put them all in Honey Monster outfits for a game or something? <laughs> or it could end up like Leicester in Thailand, that sort of thing. Yeah, or Leicester in Lamanga. Oh, yeah. sort of Leicester got a bit of history with this. <laughs> Everyone going to win a break, but Leicester. Is what we've decided. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Paul Dickoff should become some kind of lawyer <laughs> and help anybody that goes abroad. That was bonkers, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. It was him, Stefan Freund and Frank Sinclair, wasn't it? Some kind of Spanish mean machine. What a threesome that is. Well, that's what they found. <laughs> <laughs> is this game at Anfield then? Uh, it is. It's at the Coliseum. Liverpool going to win. I'm going out there. Liverpool going to win this game. Yeah. Everyone's on their backs. They're going to just get at Tottenham quick. And a couple of weeks of frustration are going to result in a Liverpool win. Do you know what? I knew we were going to lose that whole game. The game, the season when we nearly won the league, when Gerard fell over, yeah. we lost at Hull. We lost 3-1 at Hull. Yes. I just knew we were going to lose there. Um, we did okay against Chelsea. They bugged the hell out of me by just passing backwards mm. and titting around with it in the centre circle rather than going wide. If they can get over that, then I'm sure we can do. This should be a good game to watch, I think. This will be an entertain- entertaining game, definitely. I think this is the BT Sport game on Saturday night. Yeah, well, I can't watch that then. That's fine. <laughs> oh, can you not? No, I've got Sky now. Uh, if you go to at Stream Planet on Sky, on Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I'll watch it on my way to work. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Um, I can't read my handwriting. Somebody versus Manchester City. Is this Bournemouth? Um, yes, Monday night. Yeah, okay. Uh, this was 4 0 last season, wasn't it, to Manchester City? Yeah, I think it might be something similar today, uh, on Monday as well. I think you might be right, yeah. Bournemouth this, for, oh, this forward line. I know, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Bloody hell. It's just... you. Watch, I watched it last season, last week, and there's just points. I mean, no wonder Sergio Aguero looks so pissed off, because how on earth is he ever going to get back in here? I know, it's mad. I think Kevin Bruyne, just... Leroy Sane, <laughs> Gabby Jesus, and Raheem Sterling, plus Marlos Moreno to come next season. Cash in. Cash in on him. Aguero? Yeah. How do you defend against that? You, you don't. Well, you try your <laughs> hardest, but you, it, it, it comes unstuck eventually. It's like some kind of tsunami of blue coming at yeah. you, isn't it? <laughs> You've got 
one down the middle, two wide, and you're a sort of four-man defence thinking, where do I go? And then, of course, then they've got the spare man coming in. Yeah. yeah That's not including silver, and then, you know, they've got silver, and then, okay, defender gets the ball away, it all goes a bit wrong, oh, straight to Yair Torres. <laughs> <laughs> if it works for City, and I sincerely hope it does, because I like Pep and I like their players, Yeah. But, it's going to be just monstrous. Yeah, they've built themselves quite a, a forward attacking line there. Yeah. I mean, it's the best way to defend, isn't it, really? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the best way to defend is by having the ball in the opposition box, yeah. isn't it? Because <laughs> there was a big thing about the players getting old together, wasn't it? We, I mentioned this. Mm. Um, I mentioned that quickly, sort of, last last week. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's going to be good, though, isn't it? <laughs> yes. It's... Uh, it's the youth they've got coming through is quite scary that's yeah. without even including Ian Acho in that as well yeah exactly um, Gabriel Jesus only the third Manchester City to score uh, in his first three Premier League games after Kevin De Bruyne and Emmanuel Adebayor oh, wow. um, so yeah we're going to go for that right we'll quickly nip through the others yes uh, Manchester United versus Watford <sighs> home win but I don't ever feel confident about predicting a Man United win at the minute no. Um, Although they are on some ridiculous run, aren't they? Well, no, they've only won one out of four. Oh, have they? Yeah, uh, Watford have won their last two. What am I talking about then? <laughs> Who'd win? I, do, do you know what? I think Troy Deeney would win in a fight between him and Zlatan. Yeah, I hate Troy Deeney. Do you? Yeah, what a knob. <laughs> well, that's my, really? Yeah. What's he ever done to you? He's just a twat. No one's beaten Kung Fu Zlatan either. <laughs> oh, he's a twat for me. He's karate chop him to pieces. They should have a twat off or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, Middlesbrough versus Everton. Here's a quiz for you. Uh, Romelu Lukaku is on 59 Premier League goals for Everton. One behind their record Premier League goal scorer, who is... Kevin Campbell. No. Danny Amakachi. Duncan Disorderly. Danny Amakachi, no. <laughs> Duncan Disorderly. Duncan Disorderly, wow. Yeah. Um, Everton win. Everton win. Middlesbrough don't score enough goals. Just... Everton are just... Trying to score more than they than they are going to concede every week at the minute. Well, Everton have won four out of their last five. Borough have lost three out of their last five. Ivar Negredo has been involved in five out of their last nine goals. <laughs> um, wow. So they're getting pretty reliant on him, aren't they? Yeah, I think Everton's got too much, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and finally, it's the West Derby: West Ham versus West Brom. Um, West Brom last got a Premier League win over West Ham in. Um, or away at West Ham in 2002 when Jason Roberts scored. Wow, he's up there, one of my least favourite pundits. His voice is oh, he's fucking terrible. Yeah, is this is eighth versus ninth as well? And if Andy Carroll's fit, this is a West Ham win. If not, it's West Brom win. Andy Carroll, I heard the other day that in his last 30 starts, which of course does spread out over no last 20 starts, <laughs> 10 years. which spreads out over yeah over a while, he has scored something like 33 goals. He's brilliant. His goals, he's, some yeah. of the goals he scored this season have been phenomenal. And yes, yeah, if he's fit, then they've got no worries at all. And Sonny Snodgrass is a great signing as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's got 29 Premier League goals as Andy Carroll. Uh, he will be the fifth West Ham player to get to 30 goals. Wow. Behind, Colin Decanio. Yeah, the first 47. Uh, West Ham strikers. Tony Cotty. Nope. No, that's too early. Um, Kevin Nolan. No. One still plays for them. Uh, Martin Noble? 
Yeah, Mark Noble. Yeah, I'm need one, some more clues. <laughs> uh, one is a terrible pundit. He used to have dreadlocks when he played at QPR. Trevor Sinclair. Yep. <laughs> Not Rufus Brevet. That was your other choice. <laughs> uh, and lastly, you're going to laugh when you hear this. Because this guy's in second. Decanio's on 47. Noble's on 33. Sinclair's on 37. This guy is on 41. 41 yards. I'm going to need another clue. <laughs> Began his career at Chelsea. Carlton Cole. Carlton Fucking Cole. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do a double take when I, heard, when I read that. It was either Carlton Cole or Frank Nubel. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for West Ham one. That's all. I'm going with my caveats I said earlier. If Carroll plays, West Ham win. If they don't, it's a West Brom win. Yeah, it's going to be an awful game of football to watch, though. Oh, uh, in what way? West Ham trying to break them down, or West Brom don't play the nicest football. I know it's kind of a no. stereotype of Tony Pulis's teams, but they don't. And Rondon's very good, but he's a beast of a striker so mm. yeah it's, it's going to be a hard fought win for whoever wins this game alright ok well that's the Premier League have you got time for um, a bit of gossip uh, not really actually no? no ok well we shall wrap that up no Ryan this week so we haven't got our game have you been playing that <laughs> I have yeah you need to make Is it hard it he does, doesn't he? He nearly had us last week God. But my one tip for him if he's listening he should be listening go lower league that will Trick some people. Yeah, well, I told him because we had Jesse on last week to go a bit more adventurous. Yeah, they were good choices last last week. Yeah, they were a bit more difficult mm. than Michael Owen. Oh, Raquel May. Any mention of Raquel May on this podcast is very welcome. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, okay, so Man of the Post is part of the World Football Index, uh, which you can download uh, from their Twitter account at World Football Live. They do podcasts on. Different leagues from around the world. Um, There's not many leagues that don't do podcasts on now, isn't there? No, I know. I'm, I'm looking at a map of the world in front of me. Uh, <laughs> and I'm trying to see where they don't do that. <laughs> they've, they've started one recently in North America. They've got their South America one, which is very good yeah. because they talk about the Copa Libertadores, um, which I'm getting more and more into. If only I could understand Spanish, then the commentary on YouTube would make more sense. Should we start watching Chinese football and do a podcast on that? I think we should. I think we should. <laughs> I did see Oscar score the other yeah, day. Yeah, on his debut. Yeah, uh, they do podcasts on Italy, uh, Spain, Germany, Russia. They do tactics podcasts. Uh, they do Premier League podcasts. Uh, I'm trying to think what they don't do, but they do do an awful lot. They've got um, us as so well, that, whatever we bring. And they got us. <laughs> whatever we cobble together. <laughs> uh, so at World Football Life. Um, Man of the, at Man of the Post is the uh, Twitter account for ourselves. You can download us from Acast. You can download us from iTunes. If you leave a nice five-star review, we may have a fridge magnet knocking around. Um, <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah, you never know. I've, I'm sure I've got one knocking around somewhere. Um, Manofthepost.com is the website. Is there, a web, uh, is there a podcast this week? Yeah, there'll be one on Sunday. And... If I could take an opportunity to plug some of my stuff, we do the uh, mm-hmm. Football Manager Man of the Post podcast now with um, our great mate Alex Stewart, who has been fired for the first time at Football Manager. That made me happy. Sorry, Alex, but <laughs> did. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, I've also started writing some football, football Manager pieces for the Football Pink. Yes, I saw that. That was very good. Yeah, Mark's uh, intro piece as well. Called me a fucking idiot. Like it. <laughs> um. I did see someone did a Twitter poll today. What age is it acceptable to play computer games? It was up to 16, 16 to 24, 16 to 32. 
or not at all, you're a grown-up. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm 32 for f- six more days, so... <laughs> so there you go. Um, and you do a, a podcast on the Seattle Seahawks, thing. I do, yes, uh, which is the uh, Pedestrian Podcast. You can find that at podbean.com forward slash the Pedestrian Podcast or on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the Pedestrian Podcast, where give us some money and we'll do you some podcasts. Get you with your Patreon. I know. <laughs> Ready Player 2, that's still going? No idea. Literally really... no idea. Yeah, I do Ring the Bell, which is a wrestling podcast. I also do the Geek Show as well. So, if you want to hear me speak more, why wouldn't you? Uh, just check out, just check out most podcasts on the internet. I'm probably on one of them somewhere. And if they want to ask you about it, how do they do that on Twitter? At Rossbell1984. Rossbell1984. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining me because this was a short notice thing. No problem, sir. It's my one day off, so you're lucky. Yeah. Excellent. Um, well, thank you ever so much and. Always remember to keep your man on the post. That new theme tune is brilliant. What, the intro? Yes. Yes, I like that. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a four-minute song, but I have to kind of trim it just so it fades out just as the guy starts to sing. Where do you find them? Uh, Rights Free Music website. So I can use them as much as I want as well. (laughs) 